I give um, kudos to to Wolf. They're very confident. And we condemn any act of violence, whether it's here or whether it's in Mexico or anywhere in the world. Requiere a un a un entrenador muy capaz de hacer un jugador que que vuelva a su potencial. A lot of buzz this weekend, in particular, was um, related to ESPN. I saw one of your tweets go viral. Hello and welcome to Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Episodio número 39. Sí. I almost said 38, but it's 39. El pasado dijiste que? It's 83. <laughs> What are numbers anyway? I know, right? And I'm an accountant, so. <laughs> we all know we just need to give you the spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about how you apply it and not what it is. Uh, first of all, how are you guys doing today? Doing good, doing good. Doing great, but I think we skipped a step. I think we need to introduce everyone. Oh, yes, yes. That's why we have to start over. There we go. Yeah, she's so. So, welcome to Otra, por favor. This is Richie. This is David. This is Jorge. Bienvenidos a Otra, por favor. Yo soy Michelle Sanchez. Yeah. I think I think Coke had added a pretty cool like note. Welcome back. Our friendly neighborhood football correspondent. <laughs> Amazing. 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 Michelle Sanchez, what a privilege and an honor to have you back on our platform. Otra, por favor, to discuss the beautiful game and everything that goes in it. Thank you. You made me feel like a superwoman. I read that line and I was like, oh. <laughs> Una pregunta, ¿te quedas o te vas? Me quedo. Está. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's actually like uh, after we're done here, we're gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you a question, and you know you're probably gonna like it. Okay. Uh, it goes. It, it's not. It's, <laughs> it it rolls. It actually follows to what we had planned, and pretty much everybody's already down on board. So you're like the 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 ones gonna plan it off, but everybody already said yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I you know I just wanna say thank you guys for coming, uh, Michelle. Thank you for thank being you. here. Go, okay, David. I know it's. This week has been crazy busy, or this month, um, and and a lot of the times, you know, we're we're working, we're you know, in the middle of the week, sometimes it's tough because on a Wednesday, especially, things can add out, out of nowhere, and you know, you already have plans and like what to say or not to say, like here, but you know, at the end of the day, like no matter what you say, like it's always welcoming. Um, and I just want to, you know, appreciate you guys, and you know, I'm grateful for for the fact that you guys, are, y'all, are here uh, recording an episode. And I know uh, everything will always fall together when they fall apart. Nothing has fallen apart yet, but uh, I think I think um, any any plans we have in the future or we do, uh, the fact that you guys are here, it means a lot because you know you're you're in a space where I, I'm glad because you and we we're not just doing this. Working together, we're actually also friends outside of this. So it's pretty cool to share these moments with with the friends. Of course, man. The Otro Por Favor family is strong. And I'm happy to be here, too, uh, with everybody. And I can't wait to get into today's episode, man. Like, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Austin FC versus Inter Miami, uh, women in sports media. We got the wonderful, amazing Michelle Sanchez Michelle here Sanchez. to give us that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, some world soccer highlights and, of course, uh, Without mentioning, we have to talk about the tragic events that happened in the Liga MX with the Querétaro on that last game. Yeah, man, it's unfortunate. Um, there's there's a lot of things that they go with that, and and hopefully there's changes, but they're also like there's drastic you know measures that they take because mm-hmm. it put a lot of people at risk, um, and we condemn any act of violence, whether it's here or whether it's in Mexico or anywhere in the world. Um. But on 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 us, you know, switching up to to uh, back to to the notes. Austin FC played and another win, five zero. Mm-hmm. Another five. <laughs> another <laughs> five. Another five. Uh-huh. I, I think I had a Jorge. Jorge asked me. Uh, El tocayo. Oh, yeah, tocayo. Were, uh-huh. And, and he asked podcast. me. Yeah, after that, he's like, "Oh, somos 
muy buenos o somos muy malos. Y nos dice, o somos muy buenos o ellos son muy malos. En Atolem. ¿Por qué no los dos? En Atolem. Creo que los dos. I mean, you, when you play, you gotta win. And, you know, that, they're in the business of winning. So, that's welcome. Right. Um, I don't know. Think about it like this. You start a new job. You're so energized. Everything's going great. You just, you know. That's how I feel. They are super high. But me, after, that's how I started at where I'm at. And me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but then, you know, you, you start hitting road bumps. So I think um, that's kind of what Josh Wolf said without really saying it this week that he's, there's going to come a time where they don't score 5 0 mm -hmm. or 5 2 or whatever. They win by five goals. Um, so I think we could all dive into that, but I would love to hear from y'all as fans, like, how does, how, how do y'all feel? I mean, I think this team is hungry mm -hmm. and very happy with what they've done so far. You know, I did see other people from other leagues, I mean, from other clubs in the league say, I can't believe Austin is like, they've won by so many goals by five and austin believes that they're good in this <laughs> league like it was kind of an insult <laughs> yeah. to injury right and yeah. like it's insult because you know i mean i don't know i i thought that was a very strong message from the rest of the league so i guess i want to hear y'all's takes Dale. I, mean, I mean i feel like it's like i'm 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 in a way with them because the the games we they look pretty pretty uh, controllable by Austin FC, both games. And um, obviously, we're scoring four or five goals in the game. And, and, and I feel like, yes, it's good that, that they're scoring a lot. And yes, fans and everybody's getting used to scoring five goals. And like Josh Wolf said, um, we have to get in that mentality that there, there's going to be games that we might lose or we might not score anything, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, it is good to 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 feel happy to to celebrate that we're winning by five or four goals, but we also need to you know step a little bit back and kind of like think think really or or maybe kind of um, look at the game other way. Like, what did we do good? Why did we score good? I mean, the other teams not taking anything from them. Um, they had a lot of errors, and that's how mm -hmm. our goals came in. You know, so we got to pay attention to that as well. Definitely, I think we have to take into consideration last season how difficult it was to score mm -hmm. and how quickly we've managed to score against uh, against the first two teams, Inter, Inter Miami and Cincinnati. And I think that we have to really um, treasure these moments because mm -hmm. like you were alluding to, and Josh Wolf was alluding to, there's going to be speed bumps where we truly get tested and our character gets uh, tested. And that'll, I think that that's what sets the difference apart between a good team and a great team. Because any any good team can go and and be easier, less less qualified opponents. Mm -hmm. But next week we got Portland uh, visiting visiting Portland this weekend, so that's going to be a big test. But I am ecstatic to see the national recognition of Austin FC finally in like uh, MLS portals and like just the overall national media. And This game, I actually watched it from home uh, in Houston, and I watched it with my dad, and I think it was the first time he watched an entire MLS game. Mm. Wow. And, <laughs> and he, it was fun. It was, it was cool. We, bo was like, wow. we bonded over it, and I think it very much convinced him that he's like, okay, we started looking at the schedule and started thinking about what games he wants to see, and of course, he's like, uh, quiero ver cuando venga el chicharito. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and you were like, he's been here before. <laughs> <laughs> But it was awesome. It was awesome to show that with my dad and see the national recognition and get that buzz. You feel the city is like electric right now. So I think we should treasure this moment. But like all bad and good moments, they end up passing, you know. So we have to be rec recognized that. Right. I, I think you have to celebrate a celebration. I mean, you always have to uh, take advantage of that and capitalize. You know, uh, every moment you have uh, opportunity, you have to be, the team is being opportunistic, but they're also knowing, they know what they can do now. Um, and for me, is if you win by that much, 
you keep playing well in the game, you're respecting yourself. You're also respecting the other player by not slacking. Like, you know, you continue to play and pressure. And I think that that's what I saw from, from the players. Um, I mean, just from what I've seen and from the, the way they, 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 you know, they, they stand in the field, like that confidence they have, uh, that that's very good. And even in this past game, they had a bit of a, a moment after the three to one where they were, they, they kind of seemed like, oh man, they were going to go back to their ways, but they, they felt like they started picking it back up again. So that's good. Now, um, from what Josh Whoop said is, okay, we won and everything, but we got to get back to work. We got to get back to work. And that, that shows how much I would say he has changed his perspective of, of what they can do now. I think now it's just like, all right, guys, we know what we can do. We got to continue doing it. And I think you're trying to touch on whenever, I don't know if it was a question that I, that I asked. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> According to oh, the question after you asked them in the press conference. Yes. Um, so I asked him about, you know, it's post post COVID post pandemic. Um, I personally think that that also had a lot to play with last season, um, because they weren't able to go to barbecues or I think today after training, they had a barbecue at the facility. Um, you know, they weren't able to kind of come together as a team. So you saw that on the field when you see that, they were lacking creativity, depth, all the things, right? But now you have these group of guys, you know, hanging out with one another. And so I kind of asked them, like, my long question short. I was like, how do you see this team? Like, why? Like, what's the difference between this and being post-pandemic? Like, do you feel like this has something to do with the way that they're playing, which is really great, and they've come close. And so he said, yes, like right now we're enjoying, we're having fun, but by tomorrow we know that we're here to play on the field, really execute, like we're serious about this. Because as you said, their biggest test this week is Mm -hmm. this weekend in Portland. Uh, And they're not easy, and their fans are crazy. And that's their house too. Mm -hmm. So they don't – they're not like – they're not gonna be no, quiet. no shame, yeah. but they're not like San Jose where they have like <laughs> ten people in the stands. Yeah. No, a lot of shame in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're like us. They they win at home. Those three points really matters to them. And so, I give um, kudos to to Wolf. They're very confident. They have more experienced players. They have different players. But um, as I was talking to y'all prior to coming on. Um, I did see on social media that captain, our captain, or the team's captain, Alex Ring, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's going, I think he just had a loss in his family. I don't know if he's going to go to a funeral mm-hmm. in the coming days, but Wolf made it clear, like, that was his decision. He didn't say if he was going to travel with the team this, this weekend, but it could be a hip, one of those hiccups that we start talking mm-hmm. about where, you know, unfortunately, you know, players will probably get hurt. Players, you know, unfortunately have these types of situations. So is this team going to be able to not look as bad when they don't have their key players on the field, like mm-hmm. Drewsy, like Ring, you know? Yeah. Um, that, I think that's a test to see, right? right, as, right. The, as the, t- you know, the, the season gets going. But I guess my question to y'all as well is, are y'all – 100% convinced by Wolf. I, I'm so curious to know what people think about him now that, you know. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna, I want to say that, well, I remember last last season when, when, when we married him and we saw what he brought to the table. I, I feel like, um, I, I mean, I still have doubts. I mean, there's still a lot of things that he needs to work on the team for. It is looking much better. There's more like, I must stay... Uh, Más unidad en el equipo se ve sí. muy claro, se ve muy claro en, el, en la cancha, se mira en lo, entre los jugadores cómo, cómo se comunican de la, de la manera que sabe dónde está cada jugador. O sea, eso, eso quiere decir que, el, que, el, que los jugadores están comunicando. Y eso es, no es parte del coach, eso es parte de, simplemente del entrenamiento, de la forma en que se comunican y de los jugadores. Eso es aparte. Uh, pero me gusta más la táctica que está poniendo, la forma de jugar, el, el jugar más... Quiere jugar más centrado. Antes jugábamos mucho de banda, de banda a banda. Ahora estamos jugando más centrado. Yo creo que 
Me gusta un poquito el cambio que ha hecho. Claro, tiene unos jugadores con más calidad, lo cual a lo mejor antes cuando, cuando, cuando ponía un, un, este, un tipo de juego no le, no le funcionaba porque un jugador no estaba a la altura. O sea, puede ser muchas cosas, pero todavía yo creo que hay unas cositas que Wolf necesita mejorar. Uh, y claro, yo no soy un coach tampoco, ¿verdad? Pero por lo que se ve como de parte de, de un fan que le gusta el fútbol, uh -huh. hay cositas todavía que necesitan mejorar. El como en la defensa. Yo el primer partido, yo le pregunté, eh, tu defensa se mira mejor, pero hay un, algunas veces Dos, que, tres, que... Hay yeah. como un hoyito siempre allí que no, uh -huh. no se mira muy bien. Sí. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, yeah, just looking at this last game, the, the only goal that Miami scored was coming out the back. Green. Trying to trying to trying to come playing out the back, high pressure by Miami, forcing the mistake by Ring, that pretty much gave him a goal. That that reminded me a lot of last season. Luckily, you know, this only happened once, and we were already up by by three, yeah. so it wasn't that big of a deal. But against higher quality opponents, you can you can think that they're going to be more efficient, and the press is going to be harder, and they're going to be have better quality of play. But um, As far as uh, the, the Josh Wolf question, has it convinced me? I'm kind of on David's boat. Like, yes, I love these performances, and I love what he's done, and I love how the team looks. But I won't be convinced until we're truly tested. And even if we lose a game and how we respond the next game mm -hmm. or a come-from-behind victory, those types of moments that are uh, definition of momentum in a season. And right now it's really early. So... I kind of savor this, but I also look at it with a grain of salt, thinking that, all right, this is a long MLS season. Mm -hmm. A lot of things can happen mm -hmm. inside and outside the field. In the case right now of, of uh, Ring, we're not going to have our captain on this very important game. Maybe. Maybe. Potentially. 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 But at the same time, I feel confident that we have way more depth than we had last season. Yeah. So we'll see. I agree. I, I f I don't, I'm not scared. I'm, I feel comfortable, but. I can't wait for this game in Portland, man. It's going to be a big one. Yeah. Richie, if I we lose this, this game? <laughs> no, I think for me, it's, it's you. I don't think a coach can ever be, can ever, te va a hacer convencer, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's there's always going to be something that it's going to be in a coach coach's work that it's never going to be convincing. Unless um, it's bad. Unless. No, nah, because he hasn't won a champions with Man City. But he has won champions. Yes, but not with Man City. <laughs> that's that's the one thing that like so he could be like a very good like like for example you were saying Pep Guardiola you know what he's doing with Man City, but he still has that thorn that he hasn't won the Champions yet, and they're gonna get him for that. Like yeah, you can win the big one though. And I think with Whoop is, I would say for me is once he makes it to the playoffs, then I'm gonna be okay, Josh Wolf. You have a hundred percent of you know my my uh, my support. Like right now, I still support him. I mean, I support him a hundred percent. But now it's more like okay, for sure, I'm gonna have your back no matter what. But I think it all goes with how he he manages everything. You know, like he's managing these wins. What happens when he manages this lose, like the the loss in the middle of the season? Like in, you know, once we get to August, and then after the season, you know how how does he treat everyone around him? Like not just the players, but also the media. Um, and and at the end of the day, I think I think for him it's just it, it's it's a lot of work. But it, it all, for me, it's making it to the playoffs would give me more of okay, dude. Like you you created something. You're doing something good right now. And I would I would give him all the you know him and the players and everyone in the staff all the credit. And Javi for I'm pretty sure the the players watched the documentary and they were pumped after that. <laughs> but yeah. um, but I would say not until. They make it to the playoffs. That's for me. Is it, it's. I mean, playoffs are bust. Mm -hmm. Playoffs are bust. It's it's a little sure. bit premature to to kind of yeah. like yeah. you know say oh yeah he's better two he's, games in yeah so yeah. we we have to wait I think to kind of like give a full like I feel like yeah. the media the local media at least has given these two wins a lot of the hype. Right. Well, yeah, it sells. I mean, it, 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 gets, it gets you to click. <laughs> Not you know? Yeah. If you, know, you watch like, <laughs> you, you know. You know, like, you're going to click on, like, Austin destroys uh, Inter Miami. Austin destroys Cincinnati. Like, yeah. oh, hell yeah, I want to click on that. But one thing I will say about, about Wolf and that, that I've liked what he's done with the team is uh, giving the young players that vote of confidence. Kip Keller and uh, Danny yeah. Pereira especially. He's you know, good, allowing them to start. Over more senior um, 
colleagues, a little bit more senior players. Mm -hmm. One yeah. thing that I was actually listening to, the one part, that, you know, a portion they talked about Austin FC and the uh, MLS podcast, and they were saying, oh, yeah, that little midfielder, Danny Pereira. And I, yeah. he, he didn't do anything but defend. Lo menos when, yeah, yeah, like behind. He was behind Drusi and Ringa. He only did defending. I was like, I mean, that was his job. Oh, he did like, his job really good. That, that's, that was right. like, if you must not really know about soccer, but that was that was what he was called to do, you know, right. defend behind Drusi and Ring. No, he was recovering balls, too. I like yeah. that, too. And I was yeah. like, man. And he he was moving the ball He fast was recovering too. balls, yeah. and he was putting some good yeah. passes. passes. Yeah. Move, move, very simple, very good passes yeah. forward. And I think, we, 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 I think you said, like, ah, typical, you know, like guy here in the, in the MLS that doesn't really know much, but he likes to talk shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean... A lot of it's easy. It's easy to talk shit without depth. Yeah, there was no depth in that argument. Like, dude, sure. actually, you don't know. Like, you really must not know what a number five is, or what are they supposed to do. But that, he was doing that exact work that that you know they tell them to do. Contención, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And what do y'all? Um, I I feel like I I was maybe not yelling it from the bottom of my lungs, but I still feel like a lot of fans, uh, Austin FC fans, still don't like Cecilio, but. He's now this season playing where he was supposed to play from, right. you know, la like last season. And I feel like the reason he's successful is because he's playing in the position and he was put in a different position last, last season. season. And now you see what he really does. Yes, people don't like that. He stays on the floor. Like, okay, <laughs> I, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, you know, it's a part of who he is. And you know what? And it's part of the game, too. Right. It, right. It, it happens everywhere. Yeah. So. Well, I think like with players, you need one of each. Like you can't just have everyone to be nice. Like you need a couple of assholes in there. You need a player like Cecilio that likes to kill time whenever you're winning. Right. I mean, you have to like say you're pushing the ref to, you know, get the the one that you know that attacked him or you know did the foul to get him a, a yellow card. That's his his game plan. Now it's good when you're doing great. But when you're not doing great, I think a lot of now that now that he's actually doing well, a lot of players, a lot of team people are like, okay, I see you, I see you. Mm -hmm. But if he was doing the same thing and them losing by five, I'm pretty sure it would, it would be, be a different story. story. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's probably something that Wolf probably changed, and then he took it. You know, he, he probably felt like, oh shit, I put him in the wrong position. He's not really doing what I I want him to do. Right. Let me try where he's uh, where comfortable he's, yeah. playing. So. And I feel like that might, might, might have been like a, a little change that Wolf mm -hmm. kind of had in mind. And what's so great about these last two games is how everyone is eating, dude. Everyone. I mean, it's five, yeah. five and five, ten goals. A lot of people eat, right? But you got Cascante scoring headers, Kolmanich putting asshole. in. <laughs> Which he did last season. He did last season. He scored two. Yeah, he scored uh -huh. one. It was like but good headers, and they took it out. Yeah. yeah. I remember, not the Borghese, <laughs> I remember uh, last season that we had the the episode. You said something about Cascante that he wasn't like really. Oh yeah. That there. What yeah. do you think about right now? What do you do? You think he's a little? Are bit... Are you convinced? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I I remember clearly. I said that he didn't convince me, but that I thought he was a player to see. Didn't I say that? Mm -hmm. That yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't like him in the beginning. Right. I. I, I it's not that I don't like him. He's a, he seems like a really nice guy. He's really nice. <laughs> not to photographer. So handsome. <laughs> <laughs> you got the knee? So much drip. <laughs> no, I think that's Drusi, no? The drip. Are they the both drip. have drip. I mean, really? I mean he, he does dress nice, you but I feel it. like Drusi's so oh, flashy. Yeah. Anyways, we could talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> that will be on another the quality episode. analysis. Oh, yeah. Do you like Gucci or Chanel? No. <laughs> um, no, but he was one of the players that I thought, for me, um, possibly maybe lacked a little bit of confidence. Um, yes, he still does mistakes. I think mm -hmm. I caught one and or two in the last few games. I was like, dude, you just let him, you know, pass you by mm -hmm. because you lost that ball. But, yeah. um, and I think he has gained that confidence, especially now that I think he's definitely like one of the most progressed, if you give him a category. Right. Um, but I was going to ask you something when you were talking about Austin FC, but I was going oh talking about eating, going back. Do you see? He's eating. I'm, I mean, he's like he's he's eating the top <laughs> chef material, man. Yeah. He's like the chef, the cook, and he eats it. He does he does it all, man. Chamaco seguro. Hey, congratulations <laughs> on your kid, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations on Congrats, uh, Mark. 
Mark, baby Mark, hopefully Mark maybe one day uh, a U.S. men's national team player. He's an Austinite. <laughs> He's an Austinite now. Like <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and, and mis respetos, I, like, yeah. he yeah. recognized a woman in his life yesterday for um, Women's International Day, Dia de la Mujer. For sure. Like, he seems like a, such a nice dude. Like, he, he could be one of my favorite guys. <laughs> not just because, not on the field, but off the field, he seems like a good dude, right? But, I mean, talking about eating, like, he's just he just knows where to be at in the right time and scores you that goal. He, he reads the game beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He knows where to be. Yep. And, and the one thing is, like, he inspires his players to do the same. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're even, all, like, positioning. They're all just mm-hmm. in the right spot most of the time. I mean, even I remember when he first got last season, when he started playing, like, it was uh, it was so different, you know? Yeah. He, like, pushed the team to a whole different level. He's playing on another level, yeah. man. He's playing on another level. I know. He makes it look so simple. He makes it look so simple. <laughs> it, it, we, we were up, and he was, like, dropping back to midfield, haciendo yeah. una caña, doing, uh-huh. doing a little yeah, nutmeg yeah. here and there. I was like, this, <laughs> this guy's having fun, and he's enjoying himself, and he's making his teammates better. And uh, it's electric, man. It, my favorite goal is probably the one – the the Slatanesque goal that he scored in Karateka. Yes, yes. And then, uh, his second goal last yeah. game. That one was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how he thought about doing that, but that's that's awesome. I'm glad we have a player like him, a like MVP caliber player at Austin FC. But it was probably a diamond in the rough, right? Because from what I heard, um, Miami. Inter Miami actually was interested in Drusi mm-hmm. mm-hmm. originally, but they pursued another forward. Este, uh, Roger Martinez. Yes. And that didn't go well. That, that, that fell through, so they had to go with, what, who, I forgot, Pizarro. Pizarro. Or, uh-huh. and that, he's not, he's not that there anymore. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Like, they're, having, they're having a bad, like, signing players. Yeah. Thing, Apparently they want to get Messi. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they have the money for it's it. It's very so. possible. Right. But, um, I don't think but so. I'm glad, I'm glad Drusi found his way to Austin FC and, uh, he seems to be having a great time and making making the team a lot better. Yeah. What was I going to ask y'all? Um, okay, so in the beginning last season, I feel like a lot, not just me, everyone really, when they started announcing these new players coming in, no one really knew who they were. Yep, the new ones. I didn't know anybody. Nah. Do y'all know who anyone is? Uh, do you know who Johan Valencia is? I've heard of Johan Valencia um, just from, you know, like – like small it talks like you know like or maybe players that might come to the Mexican league there's there's mentions but not someone like or in particular or you know uh Martins right which which is kind of good because i feel like if you bring a super superstar and that doesn't go well then i don't know uh but i don't know what they they write that like the scouting is like Okay, dude, like you really went in there and you really knew what you were looking for and or it was we could afford. Like, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I mean, I, I talked to Claudio Reyna and I, I get the feeling that Wolf and Claudio Reyna, um, they want to sign players that they can develop. They want to mm-hmm. sign young players. young players. And if you look at their history in New York, um, that's what, kind of what they did, and it's no surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why, as much as, you know, we I respect every player because I know being, you know, an object on the field is not easy and just being seen as an object. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could devalue you as a human, right? Like, oh, I don't know who this person is, right? <clears throat> but I that's how I feel that that's exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to pay so much money for a player that they could get domestically because their views are very different from Liga Mekis that, you know, I don't know, like you may sign one big player or you get someone, I don't know, I feel like there's just more names that de- development-wise are bigger in Mexico than here. And I, I compare Mexico because they're a neighbor- mm-hmm. neighborhood mm-hmm. country, right? Um, but... That I think that's what that was. That's my feeling, and and they're in no rush. Is that's that was their okay. thing. They're not in a rush to sign players and drop so much money so they could be a bust. That's what I got. That that's that's what I get too. Uh, luckily, everything that we have after two games has worked out. What if everything that they have done didn't work out the way they it's going on right now, like with the new players, right? Like. How much like shit are we getting from 
everyone. If, for example, we lost five to one and five zero and got scored ten goals, looking at the other like the other side, it, it's a it's a risky move because you, people are always fans are always gonna want someone rec- like they know someone they've seen on TV before, someone that you know maybe worldwide, but. I mean, just the fact that you want to go with players that you can develop, it's a, it could be a risky move too. Like, you're, you're not spending a lot of money. You're trying to develop them. Sometimes it takes longer, like Cecilio's case, for example. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the one that I, I feel like could redeem himself around here could be Ronnie, Ronnie Redes. <laughs> Which I'm like, what? Ronnie, if, if, if now I'm saying like, like if, if, if Josh Wolf helps Rodney like become the one player that he signed him to be, then I'm going to be like, Josh Wolf. It's We're gonna buy you a six pack. Are <laughs> <laughs> you said Rodney? Michelle, no se la cree, pero I feel like if if Joshua pushes Rodney to be like his, to his good like potential, I'd be like, dude, I don't know what you gave him, but all right. I mean, well, pues it, no it, it se takes, No, it, it, <laughs> es que, es que, es que, but he hasn't played like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, played, so. Pero mira, Romeo tampoco no ha jugado y yeah. es la cosa. El bueno, es lo que él dijo. Dijo. Va a ver, hay más competencia. Aunque ustedes no sepan quiénes son estos jugadores, les prometo que hay jugadores con más experiencia, no necesariamente en esta liga, pero traen algo al equipo, uh-huh. según es lo que él dijo, ¿no? Sí, por eso confía en ellos, yo creo que los uh-huh. tiene ahí, ¿no? Right. Lo, lo, que, lo que yo quería decir es que requiere a un coach para sacar a alguien como está ahorita en la condición de Ronnie Reyes. Uh, requiere una una hablada de con, con un este con un entrenador que, que de verdad se te mete en la mente para poderte levantar de donde estás no no sé no lo he visto cómo entrena ni, ni, ni sé si entrena pero eso tiene que ver mucho también con el jugador de qué quieres hacer qué es lo que si quieres jugar vas a hacer las cosas bien en el entrenamiento si no te quedas afuera o sea tiene que ver mucho en eso pero a lo que voy es que requiere a un a un entrenador muy capaz de hacer un jugador que, que vuelva a su potencial. Mm-hmm. Imagínate que el vato entre un partido y se mete dos goles. Yeah. <ríe> like, ahí vamos a decir, Wolf. No, no, Richie Wolf. ¿Qué, ¿Qué le diste? ¿Qué le diste? <laughs> no, real talk, if we look at the schedule, we have Portland Timbers. Come, yeah, we, we have pretty Portland. good games. Like. We have yep. at home Seattle. versus Seattle Sounders, and then we visit San Jose. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Rodney probably has his best chance of getting minutes in San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. I, say, I don't know. Um, no, against Wolf, La Chofis. That, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> Wolf isn't changing. Well, I feel like also Wolf isn't changing his lineup. I don't think he's going to change it, which is good. Which is like, good. W- you but don't need to change it. Last season, he had nobody. Yeah, it's because last season, I think it was a bust. The people that they right. got, it was a bust. It was and a they severe saw lack it. of death, a lot right. of injuries. and think people. I mean, you got two players that get injured keep, like are we talking three about games in. Pochettino. Pochettino. Saludos. Saludos. Hey man. Te extrañamos. What? Te extrañamos, pero mejor de lejitos porque desde que se fue, you saw the team chemistry yeah. again. It changed, bro. Everyone's. But even him, his own play. Everyone, He's playing good, yeah. Everyone, like it was a mutual breakup. A mutual it breakup, good, which is a good breakup. It was good. You, know, you like, wanted those type of breakups. You look back, you're like, hey, <laughs> okay, we're doing good. We're doing good. You know, it's like that. But uh, real talk. So, what do you guys uh, predict for the Portland Timbers game? Marcador, a ver cómo queda. One one. One one. Ooh. Yeah. I say 2-1, we lose. We lose. Ooh, 2-1, I say 2-1, we win. Ay, two. Sheesh, I'm an optimist, man. And 3-1, baby. Give me 3-1. Three three. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say 5-1. No, no, 5-1. 1-1, because I feel like Portland is going to – they're going to try to, you know, com- like compress the def- like their defense as much as mm-hmm. they can. They've seen. And then from that, they're going to start, like, building their, their – their game, which is what they did, and you know when we played in the yeah, against them in, exactly in Portland, yeah, they're gonna you know make like they're gonna make you come, 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 Por and then parte. once once you like don't have any ideas, that's when they're gonna start gradually attacking, mm-hmm. and that's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. They always they're more like a like s- similar to Seattle and Portland. They have the same style where they la van a poner ya cuando ellos cuando quieren, and they're gonna find you know the mistake and hopefully. Cascante and Kip Keller, Lima and este Colmanich, they're you know on top of their game because I feel like the the second half is going to be crucial for for what happens. Um, yeah, I think um, I don't know. I I think uh, Romagna needs to come in. He, I, I feel like or uh, Ruben. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I, I would trust Ruben over Romagna. I think so, me yeah. too. I mean, because we saw Romagna yeah. last time, and he wasn't doing. He's having true. some. He's having some. Yeah. Issues. He was cramping. <laughs> he's having some issues. But I don't know what the, what those are. But well, now now they're saying like one thing we can do is because of how Portland is, yes. Which I think would not be bad is, um, in the midfield, uh, like say we already know Danny can do good like yeah. defending, but yeah. but. Like he, you need a little more physicality, so I would say Martins or Valencia could come in and bring that, you know, that el strength. Choque, el choque. Um, yeah. And then, sure. and then once you need a dynamic player, then you bring in Danny, in Danny, Danny Pereira. Half. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that would be solid. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like this will this will be a very good uh, game for Digite too. Like especially just to body them, you know, get them. You know, like, I I think they're gonna. What they're gonna do is they're gonna try to get este Iruti. They're gonna try to, you know, suffocate him up yeah. top. And Iruti is very good at moving around. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like like with with Digite, he's gonna like okay, dude, come at me. He's gonna bust that coke everywhere. Right. So I think that this is gonna happen. What is that? I don't what know what that is. Is. <laughs> you like say you. Hey, every time somebody <laughs> comes against <laughs> people don't know if that's good or bad. If you play against Coke, it's like you're hitting the wall. Wow. <laughs> hey, speaking of hitting a wall, um Cascante hit a wall in that wall. second goal. Yeah, dude. <laughs> For those of you who didn't watch it, um the set play with uh Kolmanich feeding uh Cascante, beautiful. He has his big fat head on it, it was amazing. <laughs> I think it was a f- big, fat, beautiful head, Cascante, big, fat, beautiful Rubio. <laughs> he jumped over the uh, the advertising stands, yeah. and he jumped into the crowd. I yeah. think it was the first time that I saw uh, a player celebrating with the fan base, but on his way there, he managed to run into our our uh, one and only Ricardo. Yeah, man. Ricky. A ver, ¿cómo estuvo? Ricky. 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 I saw yeah. he almost slipped. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, he's yeah. going to injure him. So, <laughs> so I'm... Um, like he scored right, and then I saw him score. And my goal is to take a picture of the people celebrating. So I saw the him score. Like, all right, cool. I'm gonna turn around and take a picture of someone. But then I hear someone like slip. Like you know, like when metal slips on metal, or when cleat. You can always you know we hear like a cleat slip, and I hear a slip, and then I feel like someone butt me, and I was like, what the hell? But I was worried about the camera. Like I don't hear nobody, or or somebody didn't fall from the stands. Like say. <laughs> And then as I'm turning around, like I, I turn around and I it didn't seem like I'm about to punch somebody, but I was actually like trying to hold the camera so it won't like break. So I'm like, you know, That's guarding weird. it. And then and I turn around and I see Cascante like this and Rigo holding him. Like Rigo was actually walking by and Rigo's like, goal. And like you can see there there's actually a picture where Rigo's like, goal. And he doesn't know Cascante's coming until he turns and he catches him. So, but by the time um, Cascante jumps over the, the you know, the, the LED sign, he slips, he hits me uh, with, with his knee in my back, but he hit more like a wall. He hit the wall. <laughs> all, all, all that <laughs> hyperware training I've been oh, doing, yeah. it, paid, it paid off. The green wall. <laughs> and then I saw him, uh, and then I, I, I see him celebrated with the fans. So my reaction after I turn around, I have like, from nobody to like five players right here, and then Cascante's with, with the fans. So I had a second to react. I'm like, and so I turn around and I see a ring. I'm like, I'm gonna go with the hug with the ring. So <laughs> I went for the hug, and then after that, um, I'm like, okay, oh crap, the camera. So I, I put the camera out and so started focusing. And second, yeah, I took some pictures and actually yeah. there were some some pretty good ones. Yeah. After that, one of my favorite shots is the one where uh, I think um, Kip Keller's he's, hugging Cascante. Yeah, he's helping Cascante get up. He's and, like, nah, you're gonna break the, yourself. The way Kip Keller's looking at Cascante is like, I love you. Man. <laughs> So it's like such a beautiful picture. It's like the way you want. <laughs> Which, Wait, uh, where can I see this picture? Uh, Let me see if I can find is it. Is there uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, I was actually gonna. You haven't posted. I'm posting them later. Holding on to it. I've been holding on to it so I can show you, so show you in like before anyone else. Oh. <laughs> but actually, I, and I got a, I got a picture of Pipita too. Yeah. Uh, so that happened, and I go in and here it is. <laughs> There is. Yeah, the way he's looking at him is like, hey, get you someone who looks, looks at like, you like Kip Keller looks at Cascante so right there. So I have a question. Which moment is more like a lovey moment? Last last year when Fagundes looked at Rigo mm-hmm. and he looked at him, he's about to kiss him. 
or this one where Kip Keller is like, you know, about to carry. I think, I think we're gonna have to leave it up to the audience. Right. Right. Those are pretty good. I actually thought the same thing when I saw that picture. I'm like, yeah. damn. But I would say, like, like since Kip Keller and Cascante play in the same, you know, area, like there's good communication because other players are celebrating, and Kip Keller actually went and got his homeboy out of there, and Cascante is like. Like, like you know, like, when it's your birthday and it's already, like, one thirty, and you pop the bottle and you want to keep going, 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 and you went from, like, almost, you know, <laughs> I don't know out of that. nowhere, <laughs> someone, someone like, like, say, for example, uh, David, in, on, on, on your birthday. Oh, nah, no. Not this past birthday, but actually that oh, did happen. So, like, say, for example, you know, like, out of nowhere, David, after three beers, he's, like, in a pole, dancing, dancing, dancing. That was that was what? Yeah, and that was Cascante. Cascante <laughs> looked like he just got out of the pole, and he, he was like, hey, yeah. guys. His eyes were, like, so, like, he was so happy. Total euphoria. Total euphoria, because after he scored, like, he didn't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. But he's out of people, and he's like, I'm going there. Yeah. So, he, but he, he actually, he, he he reached out to me. He's like, hey, man, I was even like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's telling me that he was actually, he saw a lady that had the camera. He was trying to avoid her. So, he jumped over the fence. And then, and then he slipped, and that's when he ended up getting me. And I told him, boy, I'm glad you didn't get injured. He's like, man, I appreciate it because, like, me hitting you actually helped me not Stop get injured me. or, Stop. you know, yeah. like, hurt, like, Rigo because Rigo would have been. <laughs> imagine imagine oh. that, that that you know, that knee just going, going, going. <laughs> and Rigo weights, you know, 100 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to get him on the pod, man. We're gonna have I know, to right? Cascante, if you're listening. <laughs> it's so awesome that, that you and, uh, and, and Michelle, you know, y'all have such cool experiences, you know, in the media and working – working in the stadium, especially during home games. And I wanted to take a moment to, to uh, open it up to Michelle. And if you can help, help us understand, like, what goes into that experience and what, what are the things you see uh, day in and day out when you go to um, a home game, for example? Yeah, I was actually wanted to do a TikTok about this. Ooh, a day in the yeah. day, you know, that'd be pretty cool. A day in me, uh, <laughs> walk in my shoes. Um, no, I mean, a lot of people think it's so fancy, but I like me personally. I like to be on the field where you're at, really getting a vibe um, to the atmosphere, what's really going on. Because if you're in the press box, you're kind of away from everyone. Mm -hmm. It's kind of enclosed, so you don't really get the feeling because everyone's like. Being so, yeah, yeah, so serious, like typing and whatever, right? Which I get um, for concentration purposes. But, yeah, no, the day, I would say, like, everyone or at least me, I usually prep um, before, make sure, you know, who's injured, da, 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 you know, the basic, right? Mm -hmm. And then I get there, um, and then I just kind of watch the game, see what's going on. Um, obviously, if you scored, you know, you kind of write the times when, who's who's going in for who, who got a yellow, blah, blah, blah. You know, the logistics of the game. And then after that, we go down to the, I don't know if you are familiar with the Lexus Club. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So out under the Lexus Club, there's the press conference room where we kind of sit down. And now this season, we're able to do one-on-one -on -one interviews with the coach and um, a player after the game, they don't really tell us who the player is right. until you get there. So it's like, oh, <laughs> you know. You got to prepare for any, right, any anything, type of thing that right, can happen. Because right. the coach, you obviously know that you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you just, it's like an elementary. They're like, okay, who wants to go first? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you kind of raise your hand That's and awesome. see. Um, right. And then, you know, some you know, you already have, sometimes I go in and I'm like, okay, this is what I, my question is. And then the person before me, you know, answers, like, ask their question and then ask a second question. I'm like, bitch, like, <laughs> <laughs> what about me? It's like, my turn. now what am I going to ask? You know, right. so I'm like, obviously you can ask a million questions, but you don't want to ask, like, the you know, like a really dumb one, as yeah, yeah, yeah. people would say. And then, um, yeah, and then, you know, you kind of, after Wolf is done, they bring a player or vice versa. And then after that, I just kind of take my mental notes or I write them on the phone and kind of see what's what quotes I want to use for mm -hmm. my newscast, for my social media. Um, and then I just, you know, clip them and put them on social media, put them okay. on my newscast. And it's really kind of like the day of. And right. it's a long day. I love to enjoy a soccer game. 
just going by myself or going with my brother mm-hmm. and actually watching it on the field as a fan. I th- I like it better than going as a reporter. Yeah, right, because you're on the on the clock. You it's it's right. a different thing. You don't yeah. get to really just enjoy right. it because you're working. Right, enjoy it and and at the same token, I just feel like there's like a little bit more out of pressure. Like you, right. you know, and you're yeah. away from like the field and stuff. There's some, it depends. Like if you're a photographer, you're able to get on the field and you get to see those moments. But mm-hmm. when you're up in the press box, it's like you get like away from everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. so you kind of lose it. But I mean, no, it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, and it's free. So, and they give us lunch or whatever, coffee. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I love following all the posts you do on social media and all the, uh, all the, the things that you kind of give like a little bit of a sneak peek access to what goes on during game day experiences and whatnot. Right. And a lot of things, something that created a lot of buzz this weekend in particular was, um, Related to ESPN, I saw one of your tweets go <laughs> viral. Yeah. Right. Um, related to e- ESPN coverage. Um, so I watched the game on ESPN, but I didn't watch the uh, the interview afterward. But apparently um, they were interviewing Drusi post, right. post um, game, right? So Taylor was Taylor Twelman. Twelman. I don't know how to say You know that player name. that el, played for USA? El doce. <laughs> el doce hombre. Uh-huh. El. I don't know. How do you pronounce his name? I'm Taylor Twelman. Twelman. Yeah. Okay. I always say Twelman. I don't know why. (laughs) Anyways, he was asking Diego a question. Oh, Diego. Yeah, it was Diego. And so Diego is bilingual. And he speaks, obviously, Spanish and English. He's bilingual. And so I guess he, Drusi was on the side, but you can't really see that with their camera, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're only focused focused on Diego. Right. And so he's like, hey, you actually want you to to stay here. You're going to help me translate. And, you know, he said it like very nice, whatever. I mean, it was like, it seemed like they didn't have an issue with it. And then he was like, can you ask him, da-da-da-da-da, how he feels playing at home in the stadium, you know, scoring, da-da-da, scoring two goals. I mean, he's our goal scorer, right? Mm -hmm. And so Diego goes in Spanish, does the translation. He answers, and then Diego, like, paraphrases it really short right because obviously he's not a professional translator um and then you know taylor they're like okay thanks man like good luck you know they're bros right so they're like oh yeah no problem you know and but i found it um an issue because i feel like there should be one more brown people on tv you like look if you're a league that you're gonna get spanish-speaking players then you should have either a a Spanish-speaking translator, mm-hmm. or B, the network should get a Spanish-speaking reporter. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, I was frustrated when I saw that because I'm like, hey, like, you, they're here. They're here. You just got to look. Yeah. Like, Taylor doesn't have to do it all. And, and, and on on their side, on ESPN, I don't know if y'all saw but one of his colleagues were praising him. He's like, good job, Taylor. Like, you hustled down there on the field, really. Which which is what he did, right? But it's like. Right, but like, I hustled 24-7. Right, right. <laughs> no one praises me, but I'm not asking for the praise. But I'm right. just saying, like, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity for everyone. It just doesn't have to be someone who doesn't even, I don't know, do you care? I, I don't know. This is a question to ask. No, and that's a good question because for me it's. ESPN has a stack of people that speak English and Spanish. ESPN is owned by Disney. Disney is all about inclusion, and it's all about bringing in every culture possible to the network, which is fine. But to not be able to capture that, like, in in in-person events, like, for example, when the MLS games are happening, it's they, they don't bring in coverage as how they do in La Liga MX. Which is fine, but if you're you're saying like you're you're trying to grow your market in the Spanish community, you're gonna get people to come, you know, that speak Spanish more. If you're able to, you know, whether you bring someone local like like you, for example, or they bring someone that's actually a dedicated person that goes to every game and and travels whenever they're they're gonna broadcast it. For me, I find that a huge drop because. They don't understand the potential of the market they're losing mm-hmm. and the audience they're losing mm-hmm. because you're you're showing them in Spanish and that's great, but you're not. Now two things: they're they're broadcasting broadcasting in Spanish. The broad the person you know that's doing the the broadcasting they're gonna do the best they can on the mic, 
whether it's in a studio or whether it's in a stadium. But I feel like for the amount of, of Hispanics, for the amount of people that we have here, especially in Texas, especially in a, in a, in a, market, a market like Austin that we already know has Hispanics, why not bring in two of your top guns, you know, and, and do the same work as 12 Men was doing? I mean, because ESPN is going to come. They brought, you know, 12 Men. He was there. For a good five minutes, those five minutes, you could have also done the same with with the Spanish, you know, someone that people would recognize. And I'm pretty sure that would have that would that would have given more of a, a feeling because it felt like a, like just it, for me, it felt like a very boring, typical ESPN broadcasting that was not soccer based. Yeah, like it just felt like they're about to cover another like a, a, a golf walk, like a, a a golf, you know, or. or or a golf tournament or, or a tennis tournament, mm-hmm. which it's fine for that audience, but for our audience, you need more, you know, right. and they missed huge in that. And if you don't, if you want to grow within the Hispanic community, you have to bring in your top guns or at least someone dedicated or reached out to someone local. Like, Hey, you know what? We have this opportunity. Who wants to jump, jump in? Cause I'm pretty sure you would have loved to been do right it. There, front and center. I would have been there at 10 a.m. Ready. Right. So, <laughs> I think they either either that or either the teams are the ones like, hey, if you're gonna bring, come in and broadcast and you buy the rights of this game, right. this is what these are requirements. Right. The team dropped the ball on there too, and they should right. take accountability. And I don't really see that. I think they only have one bilingual person there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, the, like I love them, but they're ran by white men. Right. 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 So typical. Right. Yeah. You have your white man. And and here's the thing. ESPN did broadcast the game in Spanish. ESPN Deportes, but they did it in the studio. Why couldn't they bring Hercules Gomez over here? Hercules. Exactly. Hercules Gomez did a great job. That's I, I watched exactly. his, yeah. his um, broadcast. And I was watching it a little bit, but then I tuned into the English just to see, right? Right. But I and I, and I was hearing Hercules Gomez, but I was I was like, wait, why didn't they bring ESPN Deportes? I mean, yeah. they're both ESPN. Why, why couldn't yeah. they pay his ticket? For sure. And I'm sure he probably would have been like. Would have been right there. Right, right there on the field instead of Taylor. And he, he he's able right. to, yeah, to yeah. talk two languages, to the, right? Yeah, like, and people know Hercules Gomez on the American side and on, like, on the English and on the Spanish side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does very well, like, very good job at doing both. Um, so. I just think this is where, you know, if we keep getting those access, we keep putting it in their minds because they did do some changes starting this year, like having, you know, more Mexican music there and, you know, doing the new announcer now speaks English and Spanish. You're talking about the, 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 the team. team. Okay, the team. Okay. So they're, okay. they're, they're hearing mm-hmm. the voices of our, our, our people. And we just got to continue to push them like, hey, dude, like this is the next thing, like, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to be perfect, but at least try. Like, try, try, try. Um, yeah. not, not just whenever La Selección comes, you're going to have, you know. Yeah, we need to get included for sure. Uh, yeah. And like Michelle was saying, you know, you have a lot of good people, people of color, mm-hmm. uh, Latinos, putting in great work behind the scenes and, and on the ground, mm-hmm. in Michelle's case, you know. And they're not getting that that platform that recognition <clears throat> it's a true shame and that moment like this that happened with ESPN and the um, and Taylor Twelman is it just kind of shines a light on on something that we all know right that these or major organizations ran ran by white men a lot of times uh, they don't have that they don't give that as much opportunity to to uh, people people of color and people that um, that are capable of bringing bringing the league, the MLS league, to a, to a broader audience. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's a big mission that you have and that you speak to. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I will call out anyone, and maybe I will get some people annoyed yeah. with my comments. Right. I'm sure but you I have did. to. Like, I, I'm sure I got the front office probably, like, rolling their eyes, like, this yeah. girl, here she goes again. <laughs> but, I mean, but, that's... Hey, like, yeah, I, I am who I am. I've always right. said, like, I'm not going to be... I'm going to be respectful, mm-hmm. but I'm going to... Not going to be apologetic about how I feel about how, but I also am not going to play the victim. Like, but I've put in the work mm-hmm. and there's just been so many conversations, not only with the team, with other places where it's like, yes, 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 this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then last minute it's like, they go ghost. They go, yeah. 
And so I know I'm not the only one, but hey, look, I'm going to call out people. No, when, that's good. When, yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep them accountable, yeah. right? Yeah. And right. Let, let me tell you something about that, uh, Michelle. You keeping people accountable, ra- raising, raising your hands, raising your voice, uh, pushing your message, even though a lot of a lot of things are kind of a lot of forces try to kind of shut you or move you to a certain way. Just speaks to um, the example that you have as as a woman, you know, doing great things and doing bold things. And I think we we have to recognize it was International Women's Day yesterday, and the, the guests that we've had here on this platform. Uh, you included you especially you y'all have a boldness and 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 just like a, a courageousness that that I, I would say is very inspiring and that you you have a really really great story so we're happy to have you on the podcast and speaking about that yeah no yeah thank you I mean look I, I said it and sometimes I you know I go get into my head and I'm like look okay you want to do what you which you want, but you also don't want to be a victim. So sometimes right. I'm like, I tell myself, like, don't be a victim, don't be a victim, because you know, don't feel, don't, yeah. you know, don't let people think that you feel sorry for yourself. Because I don't, but right. and I don't want to play the victim, but I just, you know, sometimes. But I mean, it's it's so you voicing your your right. thoughts. It 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 is not because you're trying to get a trend or a follow. It's because you know that when that opportunity comes, you're gonna deliver. Right. Like, you're not just going to, it's not just going to be like, oh, she's talking, but then you come, and then it's going to be like, oh, what do I say? Like, you're not going to go know how to react in front of a microphone or in front right. of an article. No, you already know what to do. Right. That's why you're saying it. And I think it's, you know, like, we command you for, for that because I'm pretty sure one day they're going to have to notice, like, yeah, we should have done this a long time ago. When and it I'm works sure, out. yeah, and I'm sure that's going to happen. And, and, I mean, if we're, if we're truly blunt, just speaking as as a dude, a lot of cases, dudes, men just have to be kind of uh, capable of doing something. But on a woman's side, they have to be not only capable, but like able to deliver like a thousand percent mm-hmm. just to get that same seat at the table. Right. And that's something that I think uh, us as guys, we got to talk about and, and recognize and, and, you know, speak up and be more more advocate. Of, yeah. Of, um, and actually women. act on it because I know a lot of people guys that are like yeah yeah yeah, we support women we support men yeah, yeah, but women. where's the but action the, right right, yeah. right and and you know i don't think he would mind me but i was talking to the president of austin fc and i was like hey congrats because we all saw the broadcast right and i'm like congrats it looks so good and he's like thank you thank you and i was like but where are the women mm. and he was just like Michelle, he's uh-huh. like, you know, I'm a supporter. I'm like, but it doesn't show. Yeah, you gotta show. You gotta, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it, I was like, yeah, me. I'm like, but I'm also not the only one. I'm like, you have many candidates. I'm sure that are capable of doing this. I'm like, but no, but for all. And then I literally right after that, I was having a conversation with Mike Lahoud, and he was just asking me, you know, questions. And mm-hmm. I think they would have been really entertaining on air, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like. I mean, obviously, I don't have that power to put myself on air with them. So I was just, I was like. Well, one thing that, like, Roma actually, last week, we were at uh, one, uh, Javi's documentary release. And Roma was talking about you. Um, and he, she was saying, you know what? Michelle should be on the round table along with those guys. And she's going to she's gonna give it to them. Like, because of her knowledge of the sport, like, it's just going to take mm-hmm. us because we're so inclusive about, you know, all these things in the stadium and everything around it, and it's great. But having you there, she said, it's, I'm pretty sure, there other, like you said, other people could be capable, but you being there, it's going to create something different because it's someone that really knows, like, your shit. Yeah. And and something that you, you've worked on for so long. So she said, I'm waiting for the day they actually call you and give you that spot because, I mean, you, you – earned earned it like now you isn't you know it's not about deserving anything right. it's about earning it and you've earned every single thing that you've done to get access to where you're at you got the the team knows who you are and not just to like oh you're this you know a famous person no like they actually know you because of the work that you do because of the constant communication because you're a portal of communication to the people that don't speak english which i believe everyone here should learn english but that's a different story. Right. But at the end of the day, you're doing everything from your hand to reach another audience that 
they've been missing out on still. Right. And 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 I appreciate your kind words and and I appreciate that and I've been trying to do a little bit more on just on the Telemundo side in Spanish um and I I have a few fr- male guys that watch Telemundo and they're like Oye, me gusta. Gracias por cubrir Sí, me gusta. Quiero ir a un juego, ¿sabes? Que si quiero ir a un partido, ¿sabes? Se mira bien chido, pero porque esta gente no no va, no va, yeah. right? Es que, es que te abre la puerta a, a un este a una audiencia más grande, no sí. que solo la de inglés. Right. En el momento que empiezas a hablar español, o sea, te da ese Mm-hmm. Esa, esa diferencia, ¿no? Y, y como tú lo dices, un, 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 una persona cualquiera que habla español y te mira en Telemundo, por ejemplo, te lo va a dejar saber de que, de que está encantado. Sí, ¿no? que, sí. Está, que, está, sí y, que está feliz sí. y, y quieren ir y con su familia, <risa> pero por una cosa o no, o otra. Por, en primera ya sabemos que to, casi, bueno, los boletos se vendieron. Sí. Y todos los que están vendidos, pues están a precio más alto. Las reventas. Ajá. Sí. Entonces, y todo es por... Teléfono. Mucha la gente no, no usa ah, eso. Quiero ese ticket, tener en la mano para sí. poder... Sí. Yo soy mi, I mean, exactamente, mi mamá nunca. Pero ¿sabes quién, quién la regó en esa parte desde el principio y nunca nunca aprendió hasta apenas ahorita? Houston Dynamo. Mm. Ellos nunca aprovecharon la, la el mercado que tenían con porque mm. hay millones de personas allá. Y de esa parte, un porcentaje grande habla español. Ellos nunca les importó ese, ese mercado. Sí, solo cuando contratan un, un jugador, sí, oh, sí, tenemos a Erwin Quintero, tenemos a, a Ellis, tenemos a Pone García Landín. Pero nunca hicieron más para hacer que la gente realmente se sienta como es su equipo. Y creo que este equipo, si no hace eso en el futuro, porque ahorita él es el equipo de moda, ahorita todos lo van a. Y va a haber mucho soporte, pero. Cuando vengan las vacas flacas, 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 y la gente pare de ir, ahí es donde tienes, o sea, si no, si no agarras lo que más puedas, por decir, la audiencia abarcas más de lo que tienes, sí. si no lo haces ahorita, en el futuro te va a pasar lo que le ha pasado a equipos como San José, uh-huh. como donde hay mucha gente hispana, pero no va a la raza. Chicago también es igual. Dallas, nadie va, nadie, nadie que escuchas que, que escucha la que buena va a un partido del, del, es, de, del es que FC Frisco. Ese es el problema, o sea, si excluyes a un, a un, a una porcent- a un porcentaje de la pers- de la población que vive, que vive ahí o que pudiera apoyar al equipo, pierde, el equipo pierde, sinceramente es todo. Entonces yo, yo creo que deberían de, de aprovechar, especialmente ahorita como tienen ese, ese momento. Uh-huh. Ahorita con, con, con nuevo equipo, con todos los, los, los fans que están llegando, ahorita es de hacerlo para que vaya creciendo. En vez, sí. de, en vez de no cuando lo necesiten lo vamos a hacer, no, tiene que ser ya. Sí, y esa es la cosa. A mí, a mí yo desde un principio yo dije, no, ellos deberían de vender aunque sea, aunque sea un porcentaje eh, en la Michoacana o lo que sea, ¿no? Uh-huh. En una de estas tiendas donde uno puede ir como perso- presencial a agarrar los boletos uh-huh. y para que la gente más o menos sepa, oh, aquí, aquí hay boletos, lo Ajá, aquí los compramos. Porque... O tener un representante, un account manager que se va a la Michoacana, ¿sabes qué? Alguien que habla español. Lánzate estas tiendas y esos 100 boletos. Pero, pero entonces la idea es, ok, ahorita... Todos los boletos están vendidos, según, toditos. No hay boletos para, para vender. Reventa sí hay. Sí. No, pero, pero sí, hay, sí hay boletos. Ok, pero, pero ¿hay asientos disponibles so, hay, en el estadio? Son las reventas, ajá. Sí. Lo que está disponible son las reventas. Reventas, y eso Porque es lo que voy. Se, sí, uh-huh. ajá. Y eso es lo que voy a hacer. No hay espacio. No hay. Y ese ajá. es el problema. Sí. Exactamente. Por eso, pero porque no pueden tener, aunque sea tener un bus ahí de las reventas, pero obviamente estos miembros ya compraron estos boletos, entonces sí. ellos quieren hacer la feria. O sea, el fin del día es todo de la feria. Uh-huh. Sí. Y eso es lo más feo. Y porque... Digo yo. A la gente que con la que trabajaba yo antes, los cocineros, hey, ¿vas a ir al equipo? Pues sí, pero ¿cómo los compras? Pues sí, no enseñas? saben. Digo, pues aquí no están informados. No o... Sa- sí. o, o, bueno, como por ejemplo, yo traba- soy eh, productora de noticias en español. Uh-huh. Yo los pongo ahí, aquí es donde se venden www.seatgeek.com uh-huh. www.austinfc pero la gente sí, no va a ir no va, no. No va a ir Mm-mm. 
Hasta el día de... Oh, le le puedes poner hasta el barcode y te aseguro sí, sí, que sí. No, no lo van a hacer. No lo van a hacer. Right, right, right. No Creo que es un poco de los dos también. Ok, también. Sí. Y también es como que raza. Si quieren ir, pues hay que pues sí. ponerse las pilas. Right. O sea, tampoco no... Right. no, si, no si, la, si Mahoma no va a la montaña, si la montaña no tiene que ir a, no va a Mahoma, Mahoma tiene que ir a la montaña. Sí, pero a lo mejor también puede ser lo que está diciendo. Si no los incluyes... Por eso digo, esto, o sea, tienes que hacer lo, lo, lo que... De tu parte tienes que hacerlo para que la gente sea incluida. Uh -huh. Como dices tú, ¿sabes qué? Apartas un porcentaje de boletos, ni 100 boletos, uh -huh. y llevas un account manager y que tenga el código que lo, es solamente él, con ese código se lo puede, la gente lo puede comprar ahí. Uh -huh. Es la única manera la, la gente se va a sentir identificada. Correcto. Um, hay muchas cosas que tienen que cambiar y creo yo que Michelle, you gotta be on the round table. Oh, ojalá un día y, y bueno, y si no pasa, pues me voy a otro. Uh, you're... Hi, and thank you for listening to another episode of Otra Por Favor. Episode 40 will be released next week as we continue the conversation with Michelle regarding women in soccer, the incident in Querétaro, and many other subjects. Stay tuned, watch, share, and like our channels in various platforms and have a great day. This is one more.